you may want the pomp and the circumstance and the built-in audience that being at a graduation ceremony brings. I want something a little more intimate, which is why it was so amazing when my husband proposed to me at Disney World in front of the stupid castle. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. In for Vince Petrano, here's Eric Bilstadt. Good Thursday morning to you, July 20th. Yes, Vince taking the next two days off. This was planned. He's not off because of his heater, I promise you that. His water heater... Timing uh, is impeccable, Eric. <laughs> uh, he's not knee-deep in water in his basement right now trying to lug that thing out. No, uh, that's being taken care of. I think it is actually going to end up ultimately being t- taken care of today. But uh, No flex seal. No flex seal. <laughs> no flex seal. That I can report. He said <laughs> Disappointing. That he did say that he ended up using his ShamWow or whatever those things he got from the State Fair to help clean up the mess, but that he did not use any of the flex tape to try to fix the water tank so water heater is being replaced today so that's not why vince is off he's just taking a couple of days he will be back on monday uh lots to get to i'm really looking forward to this there's a um a really unique special place in beaver dam and dodge county that i was able to visit recently and they're doing some remarkable work there this nonprofit, and they're working with one of the iconic industries or iconic companies i should say across the country that also has a large presence in Dodge County. And the story is just going to warm your heart a little bit. We're going to do that in less than 10 minutes. But first, we got to get to sports. Big win for the crew. Brandon Stein's got it next. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. William Contreras hit a tie-breaking double in the seventh inning, and the Milwaukee Brewers bounced back on Wednesday night to beat the Philadelphia Phillies. This one... By a final score of 5-3 to three for their fifth win in six games. Now the 0-2. Line drive back up the middle and into left center field for a base hit. Rounding third is Perkins. He will score. Taking off for second is Contreras. And Schwarber's throw is offline. It's a go-ahead RBI double. William Contreras. The Brewers are back in front. 4-3 to three is the lead in the seventh inning. The Brewers catcher with a big night at the plate, as you just heard there. Finishing with three total hits and two RBIs. It didn't stop there, though, for Contreras. Productive at the plate as well as behind the plate, too. The 0-1. There goes the runner. Pitches a strike. Throw to second. Is in time. Oh! What a throw from Contreras! Terang right there to apply the tag, and they cut down the runner. Bryson Stott at second base. Laying Grindle on the call here in WTMJ as Contreras with the dart to get out at second, and Devin Williams would go on to secure his 24th save of the season. The Brewers will look to take the series this afternoon with an 11:35 first pitch. Corbin Burns expected to get the start for the Brew Crew. Our coverage will get underway right here on WTMJ starting at 11 a.m. From the Diamond to the NFL, where the Packers are less than a week away from their first training camp practice. It'll be a new era in Town and a new beginning that has Packers running back A.J. Dillon urging fans to get on board with Jordan Love. I know everybody's always going to have their opinion. Everybody does, and they're entitled to them. But, you know, that that's just the way it is. That, that's the starting QB. He's going to go out there, and the rest of the team is going to follow him out there out of the tunnel and, you know, out of the field. And so, uh, you know, that's sad. I, I, I'd say the vast majority of people are rooting for him. I know the entire team is rooting for him and everybody on the team and the organization. But 
Um, for any fans who aren't sure, John is. He he's he's earned it. He's earned it, and he has to respect everybody in the locker room. So, um, I definitely think um, you know we're gonna we're gonna do great. The Packers rookies are set to report on Friday with July 26th as the team's official first practice. And the uh, World Cup is now underway. Uh, American women's, don't, they don't play till tomorrow night. Correct. But you're, you're going to spot like random soccer games on at random times of the day <laughs> for the next several weeks. Thank you, sir. 617, a partnership with a promise. That story next. It is a unique partnership in Dodge County, and it brings two different entities together. I love this story. I was able to uh, visit Beaver Dam and go to Green Valley Enterprises. This is a very unique nonprofit group. It's part of Opportunities, Inc., and it employs workers with special needs. And one of the biggest partners that they work with is John Deere and John Deere Horicon Works. So I want to bring you there and introduce you to some of the people I met in Beaver Dam at Green Valley Enterprises. I'm walking the assembly line at a plant in Beaver Dam. My job is putting one oil filter in the box. My job is to put oil in the kit. Break down the inserts and open spark plugs. This is Green Valley Enterprises, a unique entity here in Dodge County. Opportunities Incorporated and Green Valley Enterprises is a private nonprofit uh, vocational rehabilitation organization. CEO Barbara Duke. And we provide training and employment for individuals with special needs. I'm a very hard worker and I love it here. I'm really good with labels, and I know... The team here at Green Valley is building home maintenance kits for one of the most iconic companies across the country. And wear my John Deere shirt and a John Deere cap. One with a large presence right here in Dodge County. I've been working here for 14 years, working on the John Deere line. So the home maintenance kit is a box, a ready-to-sell box that is it can sit on the dealer or mass channel partner shelves. It includes everything that a, a customer would need to do the routine maintenance on their piece of John Deere equipment. Kevin Duax works with John Deere and used to be on the board at Green Valley. He says the relationship between these entities has been in place for decades. It takes some pressure off of our assembly operations. They have the capacity to do it here while we're building the whole goods. And uh, I think beyond that, it's just a, a great community involvement and a great supplier overall. So if you take a look at the assembly line right now, how are they doing? they getting the job done? They're getting the, the job done really well. You guys are very efficient, it looks like. Uh-huh. Claire, Joey, Jesse, and the rest of the team are a well-oiled machine. But don't take my word for it. Just ask Opportunities, Inc. COO Jason Fry. We've reached goals and strides last year, producing over 600,000 kits. And this year are on path to, to, to produce nearly 800,000. That's a lot. That is a lot. Over 12 million kits since the relationship started in 1995. And it's not just about kits. Retired John Deere worker Larry Lang says the life lessons Green Valley workers provide to John Deere employees are invaluable. Frequently, we would come over here with volunteers and I would seek out uh, employees from John Deere to come over and... Almost every time there would be somebody that was a little reluctant to work with individuals with special needs, and I'd convince them to come over. And almost 100% of the time, when I get back to work the next day, 
these individuals would look me up and tell me what a great experience it was and they think that they learn more from that experience than uh, individuals with special needs. It was uh, pretty incredible. I suppose it just helps give them perspective. Exactly. So what's the best part about working here? Back on the floor. The best part about working here is um, uh, working hard, making money, spending time with my friends. I'm an uncle. I have nephews. Oh, very nice. Congratulations. Luke and Alex. Excellent. You want to say hi to him? Hey, Alex. Hey, Luke. In Beaver Dam, Eric Bilstead, WTM News. Just a remarkable group there and what they're doing and, and their work that they're doing there at Green Valley Enterprises. That's part of Opportunities, Inc. And, of course, everyone knows John Deere and John Deere Horicon work. So my thanks to everyone involved there, especially to Clara, to Joey, and Jesse, those three uh, remarkable workers there in Beaver Dam. If you'd like to see them in action, by the way, we have video. Just text the word GREEN. We tried to make it easy today. GREEN. For Green Valley Enterprise, green to the Old National Bank talk and text line, 855-616-1620, Old National Bank, get old. We'll send you a video. You'll hear that story. You can learn more about what they're doing over there and the, the nonprofits. And it's just remarkable. Very proud of them and what they're doing there in Beaver Dam. Just a hidden gem, if you will. It is 625 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Eric in for Vince. Vince is back on Monday. Coming up in the next half hour of the program... Yeah, Taco Tuesday is back. We'll explain that, plus much more on an everyday hero. We do one every every Thursday. We have an everyday hero to celebrate at 640. Perhaps there are some Brewers fans who hated a certain trade that was once made who now owe the general manager an apology this morning? Perhaps? 645 extra points with Brandon Snide. Taco Tuesday is liberated. For the people. Yes, Taco Tuesday has been liberated. Taco Bell prevailing in a self-described bid to liberate the phrase Taco Tuesday. I don't know if you heard this story, but apparently Taco John's, I had no idea, Taco John's had the rights to Taco Tuesday and had had that for a long time, and Taco Bell had filed a, uh, a lawsuit on it saying that the common phrase was unfairly monopolized by Taco John's, even though that everyone in the restaurant industry should be able to say Taco Tuesday. Yeah, agreed. So there's a big battle, Taco John's, Taco Bell hating on each other. Well, in a statement, the Taco John CEO finally said, Hey, we've always prided ourselves on being the home of Taco Tuesday, but paying millions of dollars to lawyers to defend our mark just doesn't feel like the right thing to do. So they've given up on that. They're saying, fine, go ahead, say Taco Tuesday. I'm not an attorney, but don't other restaurants use the phrase Taco Tuesday? Like, have we just never seen that before? Is that just common in, like, our lexicon that no, you know, like your cantina down the street or whatever never writes, like, Taco Tuesday on their window or anything so, like sometimes, that? Sometimes, right, right. Taco John's own the right to use the Taco Tuesday name in commerce in every state except for New Jersey. It's still owned there by Gregory's Restaurant. Um, anyway, uh, my daughter, she often, because we have a little grease board sometimes and she'll do Taco Tuesday and she wrote it on there once and I slapped the marker out of her hand. I'm like, don't write If the attorneys for Taco John's see this, honey, I can't afford this. Interesting little challenge here. Taco John saying, Hey, by the way, maybe in an effort to celebrate this together, we would like to donate a hundred dollars for each of the location we have to a nonprofit. Hey, maybe Taco Bell should do the same. Well, Taco Bell has 7,200 locations. Taco John only has 400. So I'm trying to make Taco Bell spend some more money. Taco Tuesday, either way, is back. It's 638.
It's that time. We want to celebrate our everyday superhero. Presented by Azura Memory Care and Assisted Living, transforming the culture of care, Azura Memory Care and Assisted Living. Of course, when we celebrate an everyday hero, we're celebrating that average John or Jane Doe who had no idea when they got up that morning that they would be saving a life. Okay, this story out of Seattle. Here's what happened. This is Elliott Bay. This is part of the Puget Sound in Seattle. A young woman driving along a road that butts up against the bay. There's no brake wall there, no guardrail. So she stopped to turn into a parking lot. Guy behind her, not paying attention, hits her car and pushes her into the bay. So what happens next? Well, like a symphony, strangers came together, ran to the woman's aid. Her car was beginning to submerge. There was a big group of us just trying to make sure that she was out of the water, she was safe, and doing the best we could to make sure that she was alive. That's Teron Dawson. He was there. He was part of it, describing it to Cairo Television, trying to get her out. They all had a role to play, someone calling 911, others trying to get the doors open as his car was filling with water. Her lips were starting already to turn different colors. Um, like I said, there was there was no response from her limbs. There was nothing. But so she was completely unresponsive. When the paramedics got there, they were able to get her breathing again. So now she is recovering and uh, wasn't doing very well to begin with. She was in critical condition. Uh, it sounds like she is doing better now. How about this guy, though? Teron Dawson and this group coming to help. It reminded me that society does care. Uh, it's, it was very humbling to see a whole group of people who don't know each other at all come together to just try to assist someone who is in need. Yes, sir. What would you do if you were in that situation? We're celebrating our everyday superheroes. Presented by Azura Memory Care and Assisted Living, transforming the culture of care. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. Behind a William Contreras tie-breaking double in the seventh inning, the Milwaukee Brewers bounced back on Wednesday night to beat the Philadelphia fi- Phillies, this one by a final of 5-3. to three. The Brewers will look to take the series this afternoon with an 11-30 first pitch. Corbin Burns expected to get the start for the Brew Crew. The Green Bay Packers have signed their last remaining rookie in receiver Jaden Reed to a contract on Wednesday. The Packers rookies are all set to report to Titletown beginning tomorrow with the team's first practice scheduled for July 26th. And lastly, the Women's World Cup officially got underway this morning. The U.S. Women's National Team will look to defend their title beginning on Friday night. It's time for Extra Points, a sports opinion commentary on Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's Brendan Snide. Last season for the Milwaukee Brewers is one most fans will probably want to forget. It was just about a year ago when the Brewers dealt their all-star closer in Josh Hader to San Diego for Estuary Ruiz and Robert Gasser. It was a trade that sent shockwaves throughout Major League Baseball and most certainly amongst the Brewers faithful. Looking back, that move likely costed then-general manager David Stearns and his team a spot in the 2022 playoffs. But let's fast forward to today, and that trade might be one that we should revisit as the now first-place Brewers look to regain their postseason form. In December, newly appointed general manager Matt Arnold made headlines by acquiring a 24-year-old all-star catcher in William Contreras as well as reliever Yoel Piams. 
as it currently sits, Piamps is playing a massive role in the success of the Brewers' bullpen, putting up his lowest ERA of his career. Contreras, who single-handedly beat the Philadelphia Phillies on Wednesday night, is also having himself quite the season. In 2022, Contreras was named as an all-star, and right now, his 2023 numbers are trending to surpass what he did in that season. He's the catcher of the future, and let's be honest, he's a damn good one at that. Robert Gasser, the forgotten piece in the hater trade at times, has just been named to the league's top 100 prospects list, while he keeps crushing it down in Nashville, posting a 5-1 and record thus far. The bottom line here, it was a trade that was controversial at the time. There is no doubt about that. But looking at the bigger picture and a peek at the future, the Milwaukee Brewers so far have won the Josh Hader trade. It was quite the graduation ceremony at Newcastle University in the UK. Woman in a video scene that's now gone viral. She appears shocked when, after she got her degree, another guy wearing robes got on his knees and proposed. Here's how it sounded. People cheered as she appeared to be very uncomfortable. I don't know about uncomfortable, but at least surprised and taken aback. Clearly they knew each other. I hope so. Fiancé-to-be is waving. He's all proud. She's just shocked. They hug some of the uh, professors who are there, and then they walk off, and the graduation ceremony continues. Joining us in studio, ESPN Milwaukee's Jen Latta. Jen, what do you think of that video? What's your take on what you saw? I'm all the way out on public proposals, (laughs) but that's just me. Okay. So proposal is a very personal preference thing, right? Like. Mm -hmm. You may want the pomp and the circumstance and yeah. the built-in audience that being at a graduation ceremony brings. I want something a little more intimate, which is why it was so amazing when my husband proposed to me at Disney World in front of the stupid castle with everyone watching. I mean, like, it couldn't have been less what I wanted for a proposal. Did he do it on purpose? No, no. He had always dreamed about getting engaged at Disney World. But honestly, he never bothered to ask me what my preference was. And I think that that's what the the moral of this story Mm -hmm. is. Like, if those two people were in agreement that they both wanted that sort of scene for that moment, then fine, have at it. Great, wonderful. This guy is getting raked over the coals. A lot of people on Twitter, because their opinions are important too, they say, this guy's very narcissistic, this poor lady, it's one of the best days of her life, hijacked by a rather selfish prat. Yeah, but it's also he's also graduating, yeah? Like yes, they're he, both yeah. walking. So yeah, it's a big so day for both yeah, of them. Yeah, for both of them. And I think Jen's right. Like if you want if your like love language is like acts of grandeur or whatever it is, maybe that's what gets you going, but her face did not look like happy surprised. <laughs> she looked very like surprised and and almost not horrified, but I also think that like Honestly, if you start thinking about the big, big moments in your life, we Mm -hmm. only get a handful of them, right? Like, depending on what you consider to be big, big moments, I'm not putting uh, a plan in anyone's face, but graduation is a big, big moment for many people. Can't we space out the big moments, (laughs) right? Like, you got your graduation, and then a few weeks later, maybe a few days later, you also get your proposal. It's like having your birthday on Christmas, 
Yeah, it's unfortunate. Right? You know, you don't want to share that time. I w- I'd rather have my birthday on the 28th or the 21st than on the 25th. And that's what this guy essentially did. He took her birthday and slapped it on another holiday. So in the video, he's like waving to the crowd and smiling and almost like standing in front of her at one point, which is unfortunate. I'm not sure if that's what he was trying to do. But anyway, so was your husband doing that as well during this? Was he like slapping five with Mickey Mouse? I mean, we were surrounded by... His mom and his aunt and his cousins and my parents and my family and some of our friends who also came with us. It was not how I envisioned the proposal. Now, I was going to say yes if he proposed to me, but what if I wasn't? Like, what if I didn't feel like we were there yet? Now you've got the pressure <laughs> Maybe of, that's the, why I did it of the audience, right? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, unless you're a million percent certain that this is going to be a definitive absolutely. That's a good don't point. Don't put someone on the spot and also give them the added pressure of appeasing the audience. Have you ever been to a Brewers game reporting or whatnot and seen, like, the uh, the person who was asked say no or be embarrassed by it and walk away? Is that, um, does that come up? I don't know if I've ever seen that. You know, there's rumors of it, but sometimes I think it's a spoof. Sometimes I think it's a fake. Uh, We are going to talk this morning about a billboard that somebody put up at a Rockies game. It, that is very. Did you guys see this one where the guy at the Rockies mm-hmm. game was like, "You're cold." Uh, he says something like, "The Titanic submarine has more uh, feeling in it, or something like that, than your cold." <laughs> wow. Yeah. So we were like, "He is not okay." Also, I wanted to wish you guys a happy anniversary this morning. It is the anniversary of the Bucks winning the title two years That's ago. Right. I specifically wore my Giannis Antetokounmpo nice. uh, shirt. Uh, and when he when he was hurt, I did put a Band-Aid on the knee here. When he hurt his <laughs> knee, I did walk around with the Band-Aid on the knee. And look at he's got the Bucks and Six go. tattoo. So go. we are all celebrating a very big anniversary this Fantastic. morning. Fantastic. ESPN Milwaukee's Jen Latta. Thank you. Thanks, guys.